So does that hold the two like needles together? Yeah, so these are round needles. That's like what you call them. Okay. So it has this like plastic looping so that you can knit in knit in the round. So like knitting hats and stuff. And it's oh. I'm working on a blanket here. It allows you to work on stuff that's like really large without like with giving yourself like the space to actually knit versus huh. like a needle that gives you this much room and you're like shoving it on there. <laughs> Which is what I was doing before. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I just uh, let that dry. Yeah, I it relaxes me. And usually, unless like that happens and the end comes off, I don't have to look at what I'm doing oh, for the most part. Yeah. Because I just know it by like uh, muscle memory. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I suppose it's kind of like a fidget spinner that also accomplishes a, a task. Yeah, kind of. It's um, crochet is with like the one hook and I mm. I've done a little bit of it, but not a ton. OK, so yeah, I'm that is that is definitely not what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, you must be right. I, I, I must be thinking of either needlepoint or embroidery. Yes. Although I tend to think crochet for just about everything. So like it doesn't matter. It's all encompassing. It's a crafty project. Yeah, it all feels the same. Yeah. So I, I should also apologize because when I texted you saying that I failed my initial goal, um, there's a reason I that, I... that you didn't find the liquor. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, were you able to find it or did you go with something else? I was able to find it and I'm questioning the choice of it mm -hmm. <laughs> because I don't like it. No, just no. Out there right now. Not a fan. So I had a few sips of it and then Gabriel's like, I'll drink it. And I'm like, okay. Good man. Good man. He um, is a good man. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, with, with that, I'll just say hello, everybody, and welcome to Peculiar Pairings. How you doing? Welcome to our show. They can't answer me. Well, send us an email or something. Tell us how you're doing. My name is Matt. I'm Celine. Welcome. Hello. Uh, we were just talking about the, the drink that was supposed to be for this week. Uh, so the reason it came to mind when you first told me what we were talking about, um, I will just tell you, I officially have absolutely no idea what this is. None of that rang a bell. You probably wouldn't know what it was. Which is great. I, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I mostly just saw the first two words. And it shot me immediately back to college because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the first two words are high frequency. And yes. it's not exact, but immediately my first thought was high gravity. And when we were in college doing like weekend long land parties and, and all night rock band sessions and stuff, sometimes you don't want like a 12 pack. You, you don't want for whatever reason, like you don't maybe you don't have the cash to get like a bunch of beers. You just want one big one. That will get you drunk yeah. for a cheap amount of price, and you know that it's going to be enough for the for the evening, and so nothing satisfies that uh, scenario quite like a good old old English high gravity uh, malt liquor, and yeah. they are not tasty. So I do apologize. It is not uh, <laughs> it is not meant to be like a sip and drink to be enjoyed in low quantities. It is meant to get you somewhere that you want to go and get you there as fast as possible. And I, yeah. there was always kind of like 
this idea that the high gravity in somehow infused more alcohol into it, but I think if you look at the alcohol content, there there isn't any real difference between the regular old English and the high gravity. Um, I always thought it had a crisper taste, but uh, I will say that my my tastes have gotten a bit more refined since then, and yeah. it is pretty much trash. <laughs> but you know, it's got alcohol in it, and that's really all that matters. It, I think it tastes like Coors, but less oh, yeah. watery. Yeah, it's a little so, more. There's a little more pea flavor in it. A little bit. <laughs> Just uh, you take a sip of it. So, uh, uh, I um, I have a backup drink that I will consume while we talk today. Go right ahead. Well, while you're preparing that, I will say um, for any other uh, oh, horrible. Ooh, nice. <laughs> is that grape? It is black cherry. Oh God, I bet that's delicious. <laughs> yes. Well, since I put myself in this position, I did find, um, uh, keep putting the thing on. This is called Steel Reserve. And, uh, it is also high gravity. One might argue that it's even worse than, uh, Old English. So. Okay. Yeah, um, they're, they're basically the same. Uh. Yeah. So. Yeah, for anyone who also had problems. And in Wisconsin, of all places, it's kind of like the drinking capital of the country, or at least the Midwest. Yeah. Just, like, I'm, I'm used to being in North Dakota and um, Minnesota, and I've never even thought about not being able to find high grav old English. You can go to damn near any gas station at three in the morning and you'll find one. Um, yeah. So I was pretty shocked. I even... Like I said, this took way longer than I would have expected. I even went on their website to, like, find the where can I buy this thing. And it's basically not in Wisconsin. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they just have higher standards for swill that they drink. But, yeah, the closest store that sold what I was looking for was in Minneapolis. And I'm like, well, I definitely don't have time for that. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I got the Steel Reserve High Grav. And it... I would like to think that it relates in some way to the next thing that I'm like the pairing, but um, it was really just that I saw high frequency, thought high gravity, and I'm like, boom, uh, 40 of old English. So uh, I apologize to everyone who's joining us on this adventure. It um, is not going to score high, but in terms of alcohol content, it'll get you where you want to go. That is very true. <laughs> um, for the second part, I'll admit, I don't even remember the words. I just remember the first words were high frequency. And then it was uh, an A, an A, an R, and some, and you know, and I'm like, I don't know what any of the, I don't know any of this means. All I saw was AARP. So, so I just started thinking, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> what would like the boomers eat when they were kids? Like if they were out on a Saturday night and they're, you know, they just got done with a soccer game or beating up nerds, you know, like what are they going to have? And I'm like, I feel like a banana split. You know, they'd go to their local Dairy Queen and they'd yeah. uh, take the change that they just stole from said nerds and get themselves a classic American treat. And so I thought, yeah, let's get a Dairy Queen. And if I may, so far, it actually balances out the sourness of the, the swill that I'm drinking. So it's going okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can see how you got to that. 
Because I was very curious about that. I'm like, yeah. how? I'm like, I have no, I am 90% sure that Matt does not know what high frequency active auroral research program or HARP for short oh, stands that makes for. No, not even and close. We do. <laughs> so I'm like, this will be a very interesting pairing. And I was very curious how you got from <laughs> what you told me we were doing to how it related. I'm like, that actually makes sense now. Um, I do want to reiterate that I am in no way a mixologist, a uh, professional pairings person. This is all just off the top of my head, the creativity that I take from from life's little moments. And we cram them into this weird show. And that's why we also do the ratings thing, because we want to know like which ones work and which ones don't. And there are plenty of them where I've thought right ahead, like, this is not going to work well. Uh, the Bud Light yeah. comes to mind. But, um, you know. Yeah. They're supposed to be peculiar. So cheers to that. Yes. Yes, I will drink to that. <laughs> uh, without any further ado, then. Uh, you said it. You said it just moments ago. I already forgot what it was. So it is the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or HARP for short. HARP. Yes. Nice. And auroral. Yes, I am going to say at the beginning of this, this is a conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> So I'm going to give you a lot of like very fact sciencey stuff up front and then right. we'll dive into the crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Give us a good base. Um, not unlike a banana split. Yeah. So uh, the sources for today's episode are harp.gi.alaska.edu, Wikipedia, and NBC News. Oh, okay. Yeah, so to get us started, HARP is a research program for studying properties in the ionosphere. Okay, well, and when you when you gave the first, um, well, like when you gave just the first uh, uh, citation, I was like, okay, that sounds like a very official kind of website, and that the name of the program is in, like the the URL essentially. So I'm yeah. When you first mentioned it, I'm like, oh, is HARP itself like a conspiracy? Like, is that what it? But I like, OK, so this is an official program. It's like, yes. Yeah, I was like, OK, so there's a conspiracy surrounding it. It itself isn't the conspiracy. Yes, the program Fair itself enough. is not a conspiracy. Sort of. Okay. So ooh. sort of. Ooh, that's a good tease. All right. So sort of. the ionosphere for anyone who did not take astronomy is yeah. it's the 50 to 400 miles area above wow. the surface of the earth. So okay. first you have the troposphere, which is that's what we live on the troposphere. Oh. Yay. And then you have above that as the stratosphere, which I think that goes to the first 25 miles above earth. And then you have the mesosphere, which is 25 to 50. Oh, wow. And then the ionosphere, which is a mix of the thermosphere and then the exosphere, which is like 
basically it's a space that goes from atmosphere to space. Okay. Wow. So it's that last protective layer of earth and our atmosphere. Right. Uh, did you say, you said miles, right? So yes. the, okay, okay, okay. Miles. So yeah, the first one is essentially ground level. And then the next one is like starting at about 20 or is like up to 20 miles. You said. Yeah. Okay. So it's just nice, all the different layers. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yes. The so, ionosphere. Yes, the ionosphere. And the program itself is located in Gakona, Alaska. And that's run through the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Mm. So, you know, kind of, kind of. Go Bears. You know. Is that what their mascot is? I have no idea. Just, it's it's got to be moose, right? Go moose. They're fair I mean, big. I feel like it's either a moose or a grizzly. Yeah, yeah well, that's why I said go bears, but I'm like, it's a little more exotic than that. I'm like, don't don't mess with the moose. You'll get the you'll get the horns, eh? You'll get trampled. Yeah, you're gonna get going a little more Canadian than like. Well, they're up <laughs> in the Yukon. That's fine. Yeah. So the program began in 1990. Oh, okay. And Alaskan Republican Senator Ted Stevens is the person who helped to kind of win the approval for the program and start building the facility. Wow. Which they didn't begin until three years later in 1993. Oh, fuck you, Ted. You said you were going to get this done. Boo. And it cost $290 million to build this facility. I don't know what I was expecting, but that is, that is a lot. I will, like when you, when you first started saying that number, I thought there's no way this is going to be in millions. So it's got to be hundreds of thousands, which is actually surprisingly cheap. Like $290,000. I'm like, wow. Like just, just for the land. No, almost no. 300 million. Boy, I bet they're, I hope they're doing a lot of good science. That is uh, oh, quite yeah. a price tag. Yeah. So the program is committed to developing a world-class ionosphere research facility. This is as of today. Oh, okay. And at the facility, they have the ionosphere research instrument. So this very large device, which is a high-powered transmitter facility operating in the high frequency range okay and the ionosphere research instrument the device itself is used to temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere for scientific study which is it tickles basically playing with electrons right 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 that's that's mostly what they're doing i do also like that you could pronounce it as eerie so like it's an eerie, eerie yeah. yeah. What they're doing is eerie, and then they're playing with electrons. Which yeah, I mean it's like you know you're talking about exciting the gases in the or the electrons in the ionosphere. And you said aurora earlier, which I feel alluded to a certain event that occurs at the North Pole, or at yes. least upper whatever. Yes, they also have a sophisticated suite of scientific or diagnostic instruments that can be used to observe the physical process that occurs when they use the IRI. 
<laughs> you can call it eerie. That's okay. The eerie. That's so, sweet. Basically, they're researching all of this stuff in a very controlled manner and helping them understand processes that occur naturally from the sun. It's that's like the big thing they're doing. They know and, that yeah, they know radiation from the sun comes crashing through there and it excites the ionosphere and they want to study more of it. Yep. Hooray! Go science! Yes, and initially when they began, they were jointly funded by the Air Force, the U.S. Navy, the University of Alaska Fairbanks, and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, also known as DARPA. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So, research protection agency. There's a lot of letters in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then in early May of 2013, HARP was temporarily shut down. Oh, no. They were kind of vague on the reason as to why. First, it was they were oh, going to oh. change facilities, and then it was a change in like the contractor and just a lot of different stuff. Gee, I wonder where the conspiracy theories came from. I know. Yeah. It is always kind of amazing how like the simplest sort of conspiracies can be built out of the littlest amount of information or lack of information. So even just yeah. the idea that they might be temporarily shutting down, just ideas yeah. will immediately start running wild. Well, and they have not exactly been super forthcoming with like what all they're doing okay. with their research. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of secrecy behind that. So then in May of 2014, the Air Force announced that the HARP program was going to be shut down later that year. And then they postponed it until May of 2015. Okay. And then in mid-August of 2015, the University of Alaska Fairbanks took full control of the facility. And then... There it is. Okay. They have it now where the facilities are available to use on a pay-per-use basis. So people can come in and pay to use their stuff. Right, right. It, yeah, so it's kind of cool. open. It, yeah, it's kind of like open to anyone with enough pocket change who's like... Yeah, yeah okay. Interesting. Yeah. And... During their history, they have been used for various projects, with the most notable being that they first produced artificial auroras in the sky in Ooh. 2005. No shit! I never heard about that. That's fucking cool. I didn't either. That's, That's awesome. That's really cool. That is really cool. They have, like, an Aurora Borealis gun. Yeah, That's they're, awesome. like, just doing their own thing with it. And yeah. so, now like, they do a lot of... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just like, I love the idea that, and I don't know exactly what it would be like consisting of. I'm assuming it's a heavy dose of radiation, but I like the idea that they just have this gun that is essentially the most complex, uh, expensive, like party gun. <laughs> all it does is just create gun. Aurora Borealis. So, I mean, it'd be awesome, like, if you had the money. To have like your anniversary there or like your 50th birthday or whatever just be like and cue the aurora boom, boom, boom and it just like lights up the sky i'm like that's pretty badass so that actually does have to do with one of the things they do with their research which i will actually explain Able's, in a moment people's birthday parties 
Oh, please no, tell me someone's about done their birthday how party. they like produce the artificial oh, auroras. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And currently, they do a lot of work with the Clean Air Act. Oh, okay. Alongside Good. all the other research they do, which talking to aliens, you know, mutating babies, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> they they do for most of their research is researching the uppermost layer of the atmosphere. So most importantly is how like the different rays of the sun. So like the UV rays interact with electrons in the atmosphere. Hmm. Some of the things that their instruments are capable of doing is generating very low frequency radio waves by modulating heat of the electrical current in the atmosphere. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. That is very cool. I felt like such a science geek, like looking through all this and I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. (laughs) Do they, do they do anything with that? Or like, cause I mean, they can technically like research for They just realize they can and they're like, well, that's fucking cool. So part of that has to do with what they were doing with the military, with their research, which had to do with radio transmissions. That's kind of what I figured. Like they were trying to find a a way to transmit and then pick up like certain frequencies that other people aren't going to be able to use. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I do also like the idea too, that by 2015, like the the institute itself had taken full control so it just kind of feels like the navy and the air force are like yeah we've gotten everything out of this i think we're gonna get wanted and then i mean that is kind of like what it was is that they got what they wanted and we're like okay yeah right they're like all right yeah we got phil phil's got next in line he paid you know 10 grand to have that thing shot off in the sky he's yeah it's his anniversary it's coming up so you know (laughs) We're just going to get out of his way. Um, So one of the things they also can do is generate artificial air glow. What? To help study geophysical conditions of the atmosphere without adding or to do it without like having to wait until nighttime to study it. They can make the air glow in the middle of the day. Ah. Okay. They do officially have the coolest fucking gun on the planet. So basically, when you look at pictures of Earth, there's like that glow above the at- like oh. in the atmosphere. Yeah, that's okay. what that is. So oh. they like when they're studying it, they'll like create artificial light to make that glow, so they can study it better. Okay, that's instead of having to wait cool. till like there's light pollution in certain areas to see it. Right. And I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, I imagine to like from their particular vantage point, they have a very short window of time that they would be able to study that particular phenomenon. (laughs) So it would behoove them to be able to recreate it so they could study it whenever they want. Yeah. That's badass. So they also generate extremely low frequency waves, and those are called elf waves. Oh, shut up. Like ELF? Yeah. Oh, because they're so short. Yes. And they translate that into noise. For what reason? I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, It's kind of more just studying like the different 
I guess, atmospheric noises and seeing like if there are changes to it. Look, look, we have this theory. We know it's a long shot, but it's a really cheap program. Doesn't take a lot of money. Doesn't take a lot of time. Just runs in the background. But we have this idea I that know. maybe the Earth is sentient and it's trying to talk to us. So every so often we gather all of the wavelengths. We, we modulate them into something that we can hear. And we think maybe the Earth is talking to us. We speed it up. We slow it down. Um, so far over several decades, nothing. Uh, but we think, you know, the Earth is still cooling. It's kind of in its infant phase still. Uh, maybe it's more in a, like a toddler age for the ter in terms of like planetary life cycles. So uh, maybe it just hasn't learned to speak yet. Maybe, you know, it's still speaking baby gibberish and uh, it's getting there. So we'll, we're going to keep doing it. It's only been 30 years. When you talk about like the tens of billions of years the Earth has been here, you know, we got a ways to go. Uh, so... I he's just like no no that's not what they're doing. I am going to send this you have, to you. Shut up! Do you have actual audio of this? So um, I'll just see if I can find it. But okay, this is audio of Saturn's rings. Oh <gasps> yes, I think I've heard this before. Oh yeah, they have one for Earth. So, cool. so I'm going to send you this one, too. <clears throat> okay, just take me to the noise. Oh, yeah, the NASA Voyager recording. I forgot. That is so fucking cool. Okay. Yay, science. Oh, yeah. So for the second one, skip to like about... Two and a half minutes in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, as a matter of fact, you know, I think I I was at work and um, I uh, I have a tendency to listen to certain like podcasts and uh, and YouTube videos. I think this ended up being a, one that like auto played. Oh, and it is one of those things. The only thing I don't like about it is I believe also for Saturn, Saturn's rings and stuff like that, they have to kind of modulate it and speed it up a little bit because otherwise it's in a frequency that we can't even hear. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, this is what it would sound like if we could hear it, but we also don't really know what that means because we g literally can't perceive it. So it's like, okay, so this isn't yeah. technically what it, the, like the sound it actually makes, but you know, when we bump it up a notch so that it's in a range that we can hear, this is what it sounds like. And it's like, that's pretty yeah. cool. And it is creepy that it's um, for anyone who I mean, can we put this on like the the show notes of the thing when it's uploaded? Yeah, I can put these videos in the show notes and I might be able to play a short clip. Um, in case in there, yeah, but like, I'll definitely put the links in the show notes. OK, yeah. So check anyone, out those. For anyone who's curious, doesn't want to click a thing, the Earth's magnetic sphere kind of sounds like ice shards sort of rubbing against each other. I feel like it sounds like a ship creaking. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, okay. But yeah, it's Ooh, like um, a ghost ship. Yes. So that's like what they do is listen for, for like 
audio waves essentially so that when something does create a different noise they hear it right right so they're like yeah this is what we know it sounds like as weird as that is to say yeah so if there's anything that is like drastically different they're like alerted immediately like something something weird is going on because some weird noise was made that's not our normal like background audio you guys i think the earth is crying oh no Uh, So they also generate Whistler mode, very low frequency VLF waves, which is to help in studying solar winds. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Is there anything anything specifically significant to Whistler mode? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's just what they. Okay, that's I their own designation. Call it right, right. Whistler mode. And then they also check how like heat affects the ionosphere with those waves. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah, is... I mean, they're they're checking everything that's up there and monitoring the uh, baby noises of the Earth. Yeah. So that's the stuff that like they're they're putting out there they have a whole different line of stuff that they do research for oh okay my favorite being plasma line observations which is a fancy way of saying they're studying lightning yes okay that's badass i mean look somebody's got to do it i mean you might as well So they also study stimulated electron emission observations, which is, I mean, that's kind of going back to what they're doing with playing with the ionosphere. Right, right. I was going to say that sounded just kind of like an updated name for something they've already done. They're re-releasing their hits. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They also research the... Gyrofrequency heating of Earth's magnetic fields. Six. So there's there's that. Cool, cool. cool. Um, honestly, so far, like what you've explained, I've either been really intrigued, sort of scientifically, or, or I have like, just what is that? Yeah, I've just it's. I either have absolutely no idea what it is, and it potentially sounds super boring. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like where the conspiracy theories are being born from like, like what are people going to look into or, 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 or overanalyze. And I'm like, so far it either sounds like they're making an awesome ass party gun. They're studying one of the coolest phenomenons on the planet of like Aurora Borealis and lightning, or they're just monitoring heat. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm like, I, there isn't a lot of wiggle room for like a conspiracy theory as far as I could see so far. So then there's there's also spread F operations, which is the blurring of the electrons in the ionic sphere from radio waves and electron reg- irregularities. Yeah, which cool. cool. I feel like that nice. sounds cooler than it probably is. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Yeah, there's there's someone in a lab somewhere who is just over the moon. About, about whatever this. that yeah yeah but to everyone else they're just like and i bet his name is like pete and he is just pete. so excited about it and that's he's pete's a, job he's the head of the department 
he's a department of one, but it's still important work. And whenever Pete goes to a party, everybody's like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's just going to talk. He's going to talk to us about spread us, spread F operations. Oh, my God. Fucking I'm going to if he brings it up again, I'm going to spread F all over his goddamn face. Okay, this fucking guy. And he's got no, you guys don't understand what I've found in between these frequencies. Pete, you've got to shut up about this. We don't care. Yeah, so then there's also the airflow observations, which is like the solar winds that we mentioned earlier. Okay. This one is kind of my favorite, which is heat-induced scintillation observations. Did you say scintillation? Yes. Okay, that's not... Uh, What is scintillation? Or sorry, scintillation. It is the twinkling of planetary bodies. So like (laughs) the brightness, the color, how it is like emitted and like the changes and like why certain planets are certain colors and stuff like that. I imagine that a lot of that is really boring in the sense that you're you're just kind of waiting. Exactly. I was going to say it's just sort of waiting for light to hit an emitter or a receiver, essentially a receptor. But, like, the name of it is excellent. I love the idea that it's like, I measure twinkling stars. And any other uh, heavenly body. twinkling of planetary bodies in the universe. I I can tell you, that's one scientist who has great, like, pickup lines. Because he can mention, like, the exact vibrancy with which someone's eyes sparkle. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, and you're at a bar and he's, like, buying people martinis and shit. And he's like... The frequency with which your eyes generate a luminescence within the gravitational pull of our galaxy's central black hole is unlike anything I've ever seen. It sparkles <laughs> that of Jupiter. Yo, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, see, now so many jokes have popped up about the red spots, and I'm like, this is a family show. I'm not going to go there. But, like... Oh, yeah, and like when he goes real, show. <laughs> I mean, you know, as I, as I crack another high gravity <laughs> piece of shit beer, <laughs> high gravity. Ooh, I can tell you about gravity. Have I told you about that black hole at the center of our galaxy? Supermassive oh. or what? That supermassive oh, yeah. black hole. Well, and, you know, he gets that's one of the things where, like, what he does and what he studies is actually really cool. But when he tries to use it as a pickup line, 99 percent of people just aren't even going to understand what he's talking about. But there's that one person whose eyes light up when he mentions it. And he's just like, oh, my God, we have so much in common. And then they go to town. Yep. All right. Next. Yep. Next thing they research is the observation of meteors and how we are okay. affected by meteor showers. Oh, that sounds pretty. Oh, so when do you have any specifics on what affected means in terms of like our atmosphere or something? The their impact on the ionosphere. So like oh, okay. those particles passing through our atmosphere and how they burn up into the air. Very cool job. Yes. That sounds fucking badass. There's also the polar mesospheric summer echoes, which is a radar echoing phenomenon that only occurs from May through August. 
and just in the Arctic. Okay. That's so it. So they, they have one person doing that. That's where the conspiracy theory starts. That's where I finally found the crack in the armor. <laughs> where someone's like, first of all, echoes themselves are very like creepy and sort of ghostly and conspiracy-ish. Yep. And it's one of those things where it only happens at this time of year and it only happens in this area. And that is the perfect spot for a conspiracy theory to grow. Oh, yeah. There's also the extraterrestrial HF radar echoes, which... I stand corrected. It's <laughs> also called the Lunar Echo Experiment. No, yeah, everyone's just going to hear extraterrestrial and they're off to the races. Yeah. I thought... I really thought I nailed it with the one before that. And then you literally the next one starts with extraterrestrial. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So that one's probably where they're coming from. Yes. They also do the testing of spread spectrum transmitters. Did did you say red or spread? Spread. So like the spreading of like. Like light. Like, like light, light spectrum. Dis- right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As it and kind of like trans travels stuff through, through like how it goes through different types of spectrum. I was, I was, yeah, I was thinking like how light might dissipate through the atmosphere or like how the yeah. atmosphere might act as a prism, that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Again, less, less, less space. We've already gotten back to an area where I feel like there's less space for a conspiracy. There again, you already hit it when you said extraterrestrial, so I feel like that's going to be the big one. So they also study the effect of the interference of the ionosphere with GPS satellite. And how stuff with like the accuracy of GPS signals goes through the atmosphere to satellite positioning. Yeah, that I... That is genuinely interesting. Not not that the other things aren't interesting. (laughs) I I feel like of all things, that will have the potential to affect almost every single person on the planet, like moment to moment, like every single day. I mean, yeah, especially as more and more cell phones and more and more people have like smartphones that use GPS constantly. That, yeah, that's definitely a big one. I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more of their resources have started going towards that. Because, like, I mean, everybody uses it now. It's not just a military thing. I mean, everyone. Holy shit. They also have been producing high-density plasma in clouds in the upper atmosphere. So playing with the weather a little bit. I was just going to say, they're making light. So not only are they studying lightning, they're making lightning. They're shooting lightning. Oh, my God. is what it sounds like that's what it's okay okay but i could not necessarily confirm nor deny that well i'm already i'm already up in the clouds so to speak that i'm all i'm picturing is they're making lightning yes and then read a description like that it sounds like they're fucking shooting lightning oh yeah going back to what we mentioned earlier with their relationship with the military Mm. they allowed the military to perfect their communication systems with submarines with how radio signals oh. interact. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and I suppose... So that's the big thing that they got from them. was Cool. That. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I suppose there would be some things because, like, you're you're potentially talking about like bouncing signals from a signal tower up to a satellite, then down maybe through the ocean, like to a submarine. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're talking about multiple different like transferences of like mediums through which this signal has to travel. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely worth. And then, and then again, then the navy got all their answers, and they're like, "All right, yeah, we're out." Twenty fifteen yeah. rolls around, and like, "All right, fuck it." They're not like, even. We got what we needed. Yeah, well, and the, if I remember, if I remember correctly, the last two updates you even had that were military based were from the air force. So even the navy before then was already checked out. They're like, "Yeah, we got the sub communications. We don't really care anymore." Yeah. So then, this leads us to the conspiracy theories, just. Because, like, what they do and the stuff that they research is so informationally dense that oh, if right. I dove into it more, it I feel like everyone's eyes would just, like, glaze over if they haven't already. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I mean like, as much, yeah, as much fun as we already had with the idea of, like, the person who, in layman's terms, studies the twinkling of stars... Like we were talking about, that's mostly probably just a shitload of data gathering. Yeah. And then they read through like the ch and and over a, a long period of time as well. They have to change, like, see how the luminescence might like differ and stuff. So it's yeah, it's a lot of just like taking data from years over years and seeing how it changes slightly. Yeah. And uh, boy, that's got to be boring for a lot of the time. Yes. So. A lot of people generally think that harp is more sinister than it appears. Ooh, okay. Mostly because of their connection to the U.S. military. Right. So a lot of people think that their facility and particularly the Erie is a military weapon. I mean, come on, guys, it shoots sparkles. It, it shoots sparkles <laughs> into the atmosphere. How? Although, if they do have control over lightning, that could be a game changer. That's badass. It just, could be. <laughs> really? And just makes me want to have a birthday party up there. A lot of people feel this way because the Air Force initially was planning to destroy everything <laughs> once the program ended. And then oh. the university was like, no, we can do stuff with it. Okay, I was going to say, so, for just a second there, I was a conspiracy theorist, because I'm like, you really have to define what they mean by the word everything? I thought you meant the world. Like, there was, no, someone, the there, was someone leading, there was someone leading the Air Force for a while that they had to get rid of who was just like, I want to destroy fucking everything. I see. Once they yeah, were no. done... Yes, yes, I will use my sparkle cannon and destroy you, Sailor Moon! But you mean like once they're done with their research, they're going to destroy all of the property, all of the data and everything. Like once they've gotten what they need, they they're going to just data, but they would destroy like the facility, the different instruments that they use and everything like yeah. that. Still, and... even even with that, still kind of weak, but I can definitely see how people would see that as a conspiracy kind of thing. Yes. And in 1995, Finnish members of parliament so finland right proposed that there was a potential use for military related resources for environmental strategies and the motion received substantial support but it was tabled okay. which then led various leaders like magda 
Ovoet, who I believe she was from Belgium, to then believe that Harp was actually a secret weapon. Hmm. So you kind of get um, weird pockets of like people in power that are like, actually, this doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's I, I just feel hesitant because I'm like everything we've talked about so far sounds. In in terms of conspiracy theories, sounds kind of mundane and tame. Um, even the name of it, like, OK, so it's a weapon that's named after a beautiful instrument that shoots sparkles into the atmosphere. <laughs> What do you guys honestly think they're doing? So I think the biggest conspiracy that people think they are doing is that they are controlling the weather and natural disasters. Oh. See, and now I feel dumb. (laughs) I feel really dumb. (laughs) To be fair, I think until I had started researching it i was like how does that make sense and i'm like okay like sure they're studying lightning and potential like weather patterns so like okay see that's that's a different layer of the atmosphere though right Right. that's well that's why i feel dumb because you have mentioned multiple times what they are studying and the potential for them to control a weather phenomenon. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm lightning. gonna see that as a weapon. Yeah, if you could pinpoint strike with lightning, I feel like that's a decent weapon. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, I, yeah, I'll i be honest. I really, I had all my money on aliens, but yeah, now, yeah, no, if you could straight up control lightning, that's, that's yeah. pretty sick, that's pretty cool. So Michael, Chusadovsky, who is a Canadian economist and author, stated in a book that was published by the Committee of Monetary and Economic Reform that he thought there was enough scientific evidence that suggested that HARP is a fully operational battle station flood triggering facility. And that they were fully capable of creating floods, hurricanes, droughts, and earthquakes. Oof. Uh, That is quite a claim. I know that I was just laughing about, like, missing the whole point of them potentially being a weapon. But, I mean, lightning is a far cry from creating earthquakes and such. That's... Yeah. Huh. Huh. I, I also like that they have literally, if, if I'm not mistaken from what you said, like they literally published their own information on being able to generate lightning. So I'm like, they're, they're actually admitting to be able to in some way manipulate a certain natural phenomenon and you just throw earthquakes and other things in there. Like they can already control lightning. You don't need to create other things. Like, dude, just... <sighs> I find I feel it like odd creating he... lightning and then controlling it are very different things. Absolutely true. I'm just saying that they threw in extra like earthly phenomena that they they they've already admitted to being able to do one. You don't need to throw in the other ones. They have what is arguably the scariest one. I mean, earthquakes are certainly bad. Um, yeah. But like, you can just throw lightning anywhere on the planet potentially. I feel like you don't have to you don't have to make anything up like the lightning is scary enough. Yeah. So then in 2006, people thought that they were responsible for a landslide in the Philippines. Okay. 
then the 2011 tsunami and earthquake in Japan. Okay. Uh, Again, like, I certainly can't say that he's wrong or that the conspiracy theorists are are way off base, but they certainly have to supply some information (laughs) to, like, support their claims. That's... My favorite uh, is the 2013 Moore, Oklahoma tornado. Oh, <laughs> and just power outages. <laughs> yeah, see, the way that, that one's actually believable too. Like, like I would yeah, believe the power, the power outages. outages. Hey, I mean, <laughs> sure, it's not exactly gonna like stop an enemy in their tracks, but it sure is irritating. <laughs> And considering the other things that they've studied with, like, being able to control lightning, that's believable. (laughs) There again, like, that's the one I would focus on, because that sounds like they could actually potentially do it. But then again, why? Why would they do that? I think one of my favorites is that a Russian military journal stated that they thought the... Mm ionosphere testing would trigger a cascade of electrons that would then flip Earth's magnetic poles. Oh, well. The, the I little don't that, really know well, how that works. <laughs> well, the little that I've read about this, uh, that feels like them... That feels like them planting the seeds of a conspiracy that they know is going to come true because uh, we have uh, records dating back hundreds of years from various things that we've dug up and researched that shows that the poles have actually flipped. So that kind of sounds like scientists in Russia being like, what if we find a way to just blame the next flip on the Americans and then we could tell everybody they're fucking with shit. And it's like, then it, it does flip, but it's just a natural occurrence that it happens every like hundred or thousand years but they just get the the like the world public uh, like on their side and i'm like okay that's a natural phenomenon that just is going to happen anyway so they're just finding a way to blame it on an american research organization yeah which is pretty clever i mean that's pretty cunning if that's what they're doing that's impressed i'm still impressed yeah this is i think one of my favorite as far as them controlling like weather Oh, that okay. a physicist named Bernard Eastland claimed that Harp had technology based on his own patents Ooh, that had okay. capabilities <laughs> of controlling and manipulating to the weather to the point where they could neutralize satellites. Neutralize satellites? Like, And I feel like I have to explain. Yes, please. That For the most part, weather in itself Uh stays in the stratosphere. That was my main concern. (laughs) So you have a whole layer in between (laughs) before you even... You have a whole, like, two layers almost, because I think most satellites are in the exosphere. So they're on the edge, and they're, like, within Earth's gravitational pull. But they are, like, on the edge in space. They are, yeah, for all intents and purposes, they are effectively outside of the atmosphere, which, again, I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure that excludes the weather. I don't know how you neutralize a satellite with the weather in that way, unless there's some sort of, like, interference that happens with, like, 
extreme weather. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like there's maybe a potential for a, a very large, violent lightning storm, which they have been shown to have control of. Uh, that that could possibly create some sort of electromagnetic interference. But but yeah, uh, I, that was kind of my first question of like, like tampering with or destroying them, like sort of directly. Because I'm like, that's not in their best interest. Yeah, well, and not not to mention they're out of range. That, like you said, yeah. they're still within the gravitational pull of Earth. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to orbit. But they're not within. They're not anywhere near a weather system. It's not no. like they're going to get rained on and ruin the electronics. They're, or... they're separated by almost four hundred miles. <laughs> That's a lot of, of air. Yeah. So, for all again, for all practical purposes, they're straight up in space. They're they're not anywhere near a storm. Yeah, yeah, I, he must. I, don't know I, yeah, I would love to learn more about that. Like the idea that even if they can control lightning, they're not zapping fucking uh, outer space satellites. Yeah. Fun theory, though. Um, I think my favorite overall conspiracy theory is that Harp has created a mind control device. Yes. Yes. And that is that is what they are doing. And I, it, this this theory is supported by at least two state representatives. Okay. I Okay, when you started the word state, I thought you were going to say scientist. And I was like, I would like to see their credentials. I want to know what no, okay. Well, that's why I started laughing. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Wait. <laughs> oh, so my Nick God. Begich Jr., who was the son of late Begich. U.S. Representative Shut Nick up. Oh, my Begich. God. I don't know much about politics. The only reason I know that name is because of someone I, I used to know who was he really into politics. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, that's another reason why I started laughing. I'm like, that guy's just a joke. Like, the fact that he's even in office is insane. And his claims are insane. Who's the so other person? He, he wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And it is called Angels Don't Play This Harp. H-A-A-R-P. Oh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and he has made claims that this facility could trigger earthquakes. All right. That they have a giant lens that can make the, that can make the sky appear as if it is burning. And that they have a mind-control device. Oh, I want to know so much more about that. I want to know how he thinks it works, how they could... (laughs) And I'm sure he explains all of this in his book, Angels Don't Play This Harp. Angels Don't Play This Harp. You know what? I'm going to give him props for that. Solid title. Solid title. Solid title. And and would I be correct in assuming he spells it the the way, like, the the initials... Okay, okay. (laughs) That's, that's pretty good. That'll sell some yeah. books. Good for you. Angels don't play this harp. Well done, sir. You crazy son of a bitch. It is also believed uh, by the former governor of Minnesota. Shut up! Jesse Ventura! Jesse Ventura! I will let you know immediately who that is before I've even said his name. Oh, no, no, because he had a TV show. I think he's had a TV, TV show? shows. Oh, yeah, no, it was all about conspiracy oh, theories. God. 
No. Was, oh, it was terrible, but it was great. He's just, <laughs> oh my God. And he's, if you look at pictures of him oh. back when he was wrestling and then when he was governor and to now, it is so different. I mean, he went from... I'm going to Google uh, him right now. You have to. The the He's got these weird braids in his beard and he's fishing on the on the shores of Lake, uh, Lake of uh, Mississippi. And he's just like, hey, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's getting pretty bad out here. You know, they're, uh, the government's coming after our trout. We're not going to be able to fish much longer. Yeah, no, he's the, he was oh, the famous oh. governor who said we shocked the world. They said we couldn't do it. Cause he was, as far as I recall, he was essentially a write-in candidate. He wasn't like no. on the ballot. He, uh, no, he, yeah, he was, he was fucking, he, the only reason he won is because a whole generation of, like, young people who just got the ability to vote, he just, he just channeled everything with them, and you, there is some footage out there of, like, very respectful, but indignant and shocked, like, defeat speeches of other candidates when he when it was announced that he won because they're all essentially just looking at each other like is this really happening how the fuck is this guy the governor and he walks into the he walks into the uh like the state capitol with a feather boa on and stuff it yeah oh man terrible governor great like crowd pleaser that guy is incredible and when you said that like i'm like i know exactly who you're talking about i've yep. seen parts of his show oh yeah no he's I don't know what he's doing now, but I hope he's still doing weird shit because that's what he's known for. Yeah. So he also oh. believed that they could manipulate the weather mm -hmm. and was questioning if the government used it to bombard people with mind controlling waves. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He made multiple requests to visit the research program and was denied every time. <laughs> so him and a whole crew of people just showed up anyways. <gasps> no. Still denied entry because they're like, we already told you no. Like, just because you're here, we're not letting you in. I told you. I told you they wouldn't let us in. This is gonna... This is what we're here to prove. They, they won't let us see what we want to see. We want to expose the truth and they won't let us see it. <laughs> Stay clear out there, kids. Oh my um, god. The, yeah, he is he is yeah. a magnificent madman. <laughs> there is just there <laughs> are a few too many screws loose with that guy, but damn is he entertaining. <laughs> oh. So there there are a uh, few other theories that I could not find more information oh. on. Okay, okay. One is that people believe that they fabricate reality through the facility. Oh, yes. Not sure how, <laughs> but sure. Hey, they're starting they're starting fires in the sky. They're exciting electrons. All they need is a, a high-powered PC and a few nerds to, <laughs> you know, program a matrix and suddenly we're we're already in a projected reality. We got to get in there and shut oh. it down. Like Some I said, there's no more go. trout in the Mississippi. <laughs> I could go on all night doing that. Some people think that it creates a mysterious humming noise in the sky. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole theory. <laughs> it makes a humming noise in the sky. It's, it's those little frequency waves. It's just like that constant hum. 
Yeah, if you've ever been on a road trip. You and you're near power lines and you hear that, like, hum. It's it's just bad. Uh, Mm. Or if you've ever been on a road trip and you go to not a a super shitty motel, but, you know, not not a great one. Yeah. And, yeah, and you, like, go into the hallway, like, like just late at night, like, you want to get a snack or something. And Mm. you're, you're you're not sure if it's the fluorescent lights or the ice machine or, yeah, or if it's the general, like, communal hum of all of the AC units. Yeah. And you're just, and you're fiddling with your change. And you can't help but, like, keep looking around. And you're like, the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's that. That's what it is. It's just that thing. They're, <laughs> that's the sound of them creating Aurora Borealis up in the sky. It's, it's just, they just make noise. I want to know what it is. No rhyme or reason, I, just noise. I want to get in. It's, it's just, uh, I've had this humming in my ears for 30 years. Are you sure it's not tinnitus? Oh, it's def- It's happening every nightus. It's happening <laughs> yesterday nightus. It's happening tomorrow nightus. It's happening tonightus for sure. <laughs> yeah. Every time, whenever I go to bed, sometimes <laughs> even in the middle of the day, today, today it is. <laughs> I take a nap. I lay down. <laughs> after tinnitus. Yeah, <laughs> after tinnitus, to morningus, tinnitus, <laughs> and then tinnitus again, tomorrowness. Yeah, it's bad. It's everywhere. <laughs> we gotta get in there. Oh my god, that guy is so crazy. Oh, I hope he's not dangerous. I don't think he is, but damn. Oh, he is so fun to watch. Let me tell you, you look up some videos on that guy. You will will be entertained for hours. I guarantee it. Oh, I'm excited. And then in November in 2016, uh, two Georgia men were arrested for drug charges. (laughs) And in said arrest, they then discovered that they were plotting a domestic terror attack on the facility. (laughs) Based on the conspiracy theories about harp. Look, I know that I know that this I'm focusing on the wrong part. But when you said Georgia, the first thing I thought was that's a long fucking drive. Like, I mean, that's that's literally almost as far as you can get from one side of the continent. Not even the country, the continent to the other end. (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, did they take a flight and then rent? Because, I mean, Alaska's pretty fucking remote. Like, you can't... There are a lot of places you can't just go. Like, where I, I want to know more about those guys. And and they went the whole way. They, I'm assuming they got, like, to Alaska. Like, they... I don't know how much research you did I on that. Like, like they did. I, I did not find a ton on it. That's such a long way to go to just get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh... And I will say, in response to the conspiracy theories and claims, the University of Alaska Fairbanks has started hosting an open house in August. So I think they do it like one day or evening in August to kind of help counter the claims that people were having and creating Uh. about the facility. So then people can actually come in and see it and... I'm I sorry. Think people are realizing that it's maybe not as exciting as they thought. Well, look, I hope that it's having the desired effect, but if I may give a little bit of advice, one night a year is not going to cut it. 
You need to have that sounds like oh. a once a month kind of thing to me. I mean, considering that it was nobody can come in unless you have like authorization type of thing. That's just gonna make more conspiracies, man. That's just then because the other thing too is it's gonna be so exclusive at that point amongst like conspiracy people <clears throat> that like anyone within the conspiracy community that actually gets in. When they come out and tell the rest of the conspiracy theorists, like, you guys, it's all bullshit. It's they're just doing research on things. All the rest of the conspiracy community is just going to ostracize them because they're like, they got to a man. They went into that thing and they came out a different person. They believe a whole different set of bullshit. So, like, they can't win. I'm like, you need unless it is full transparency and you could just have people do like tours every single day and just have them like take a look at what they're doing it's never going to end I'm just saying like once a year is not going to cut it I think the reason they have it to once a year is because the scientific equipment they're using is not cheap so they Uh don't want to risk having people coming in and like accidentally destroying equipment i mean you put and up then some guardrails machinery is several hundred thousands of dollars to replace you just pull a jurassic park on them you put them in a completely separate room it's like hermetically sealed with a big you know glass window and, th- and then you got the chairs that lock them in and then it spins around and they can they can have a look see uh, well i guess my point is no matter what they do like any kind of safety precaution they're going to take yeah. is only going to serve to fuel the conspiracy theories because they'll never that's the thing even if they tell them that they're like you guys that's like a clean room we can't let you in there you're, you're gonna have to go through like a three-hour process of like being just you know desanitized yeah just sanitized and then we're gonna have to put a layer of thing on you and then and then a whole suit like we, we just we can't afford to let you do that and they're like ah, they won't let us in and it's like we're not hiding anything though it's just it's a really big hassle yeah it's i mean they can't win that's the problem they can't yeah they really can't yeah they they can be as transparent as they want, but yeah, like th- there's going to be a certain line that they will have to force people to not cross, and that will be enough, you know, space for the conspiracy theories to just keep running yeah. wild. And uh, that is that is our episode. So Hooray! I mean, we'll we'll see if the conspiracy continues. Indeed, that is very interesting. I <clears throat> um. Yeah. I I have to say I I know I've already run with this long enough, but the highlight for me is certainly Jesse Ventura. I cannot believe that he has popped up in in any episode. That makes me so happy. Um, I won't deny too that because I I think when he when he ran for office, I think I was sixteen maybe. Um, so I mean I couldn't yeah. even vote, but I definitely would have voted for him had I been able to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, horrible choice. There again, he wasn't like I don't even think he necessarily did anything detrimental. He just did basically nothing. Like that was kind of his whole thing was just that he wants to like shake up the system and whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly a chapter in Minnesota politics that a lot of people just kind of want to forget. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and I cannot urge any of you enough. Please look up some YouTube clips of him and his weird reality. I don't even know if I'd say a reality show, but just a weird conspiracy theories show. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so weird. <laughs> I'm sure it's weird. 
He even had like, there. He had a segment for a while on uh, like every Sunday morning or something on on Minnesota Public Access TV. He just had a weird <laughs> fishing show where no joke. It was just like him standing on the Mississippi River, like between the Twin Cities, just like yeah, it's cold today. We're gonna gonna see if we can get some uh, something out of get some crappies out of here. Kent Herbeck was supposed to show up. Yeah, sometimes he would have, like, guest stars that didn't show up. Ah, poor bastard. So good. Oh, God. Well, Well, it... Oh, I didn't get my shit ready. I usually have a list, and now I... Oh, shit, hold on. That's okay. Maybe this is a conspiracy. Maybe. Our show is a conspiracy theory of... Epic proportions of galactic, of Aurora Borealis levels of conspiracies all over this place. And if you have any conspiracies that you want to throw at us <clears throat> or or any kind of accusations you want to levy our way, feel free to oh. email us at uh, peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. <clears throat> you can uh, message us on uh, or tweet at us on X. It's, Do they it's, still it's call too- it tweets? No, he did a he did a whole rebrand thing. It's not even like retweet or like yeah, it's reply or post a something. It's not yeah, it's the whole thing's been it like it just doesn't make any sense. Why? I'm gonna look it up right now because I yeah, go for it. It's, just, I'm actually on there. Yeah, no, it's, it is. As far as I know, it's he changed the whole branding of everything for kind of no reason. That's the thing. He hasn't even talked about it. Why did you do this? Well, okay. I haven't researched it much. Maybe he did make a statement. I don't know. It was just stupid. <clears throat> so you can Anyways. Like, reply to a post, repost. Yeah. I think it's just posting now. So you and can you go quote it. Yeah. So yeah, you don't tweet, you don't retweet, you can't quote a tweet. You uh you can post, you can repost and quote. I mean, so it's admittedly, it, it feels kind of stupid for me to even get frustrated with, but it's just the oddity of it. Like, it's the same functionality. It's the same platform. We all just want to know why. Yeah. Elon, are you OK? Is stuff. What is are you? Is someone hurting you? What's going on? Why are you doing all this weird shit? We had a, we had a, a reasonably OK internet forum that we could all just kind of throw our shit around on and had this nice cute blue color and this little bird now it's this weird x thing it's sort of like looks like a tesla but it's not yeah i I don't know elon are you okay will you just talk to us will you just tell us what's going on anyways you can message us there okay okay? (laughs) elon are you okay are you okay elon elon are you okay are you okay elon you've been struck by a musk criminal (laughs) <laughs> his his name works really well with that song it does anyway you can post at us at on x at peculiar pair pod you can find us on instagram at peculiar pairings pod and i mean if you want me to say things in the voice of jesse ventura more go to patreon will you you just say stuff that you want us to say you throw some Patreon subscriptions or whatever, and, and we'll we'll do. So I'll do a whole thing with uh, Jesse Ventura voice. I don't care. You tell me to that say whatever you want amazing. me to say. Oh yeah, we'll make like a whole soundboard that you guys can just use if you want to. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> I love within doing reason. that voice. With, with, within I mean, reason, we should look, say. Look, here's what I'm willing to say. I will make a recording 
depending on the like the tier level as long as it's not like hateful like whole, like like really bad speech of some kind depending on what it is we will either send it to you personally or we will let other people hear it i mean like if you have a shout out to a friend like we're not gonna like throw that up anywhere but yeah yeah but yeah if you want to... i'll have i'll have just like a soundboard of just weird jesse venturaisms <laughs> that would be amazing the muskies sit in the deepest part of the water. You want to cast real deep over there. That's where you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get up real early in the morning before the before the heavy chop on the water gets out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, who's got a green belt premium they could toss my way? Jesse's running a little low on his beer. Beer run? Anybody do a beer run? And he's just alone. He's just alone on a, on a beach. He's by himself. <laughs> I know it's so sad. <laughs> He's got three lines in the water. He's not catching anything. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Jesus. He's doing I hope his he's best. Okay. He is. He's doing his best. I hope he's doing well. I I think he's just doing his best, and that's all we can ask. That is that is all we can ask. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything from him like his show or anything for like a, 10 years, probably. I just remember because I, I knew obviously i knew he was the governor but he he had been on various radio shows and then i think i went to college and he it was well past his tenure as governor and then i like came back and i was like living with my mom or something and i just turned on the tv and i'm like yeah. is that motherfucking jesse ventura <laughs> boy he's looking yeah. rough is he on the is he just fishing where who is he talking to and he's just by himself and uh poor guy i hope he's doing okay i hope so yeah. Um, with that, uh, I will say that the beer, I'm going to give a rating of two. Uh, but it was also kind of expected. Like, yeah, it got me the alcohol content I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad, and I still was not prepared. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a whole nother level of just kind of not great. That's yeah. I mean, it really is like that's the kind of thing you'll see somebody on the side of the road drinking out of a paper bag. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's either that or a, a horrible bottle of wine. So, I mean, yeah, you're you. That's not the kind of thing you sign up for for like high quality lager. Um, but, you know, yeah. it'll get you where you want to where you want to be. Uh, I'm going to give the the banana split an eight. Um, it's not it's not perfect, but. I actually worked at a Dairy Queen. It was one of my first jobs and I never really got the banana split. It was a little too much for me, but I, I think yeah. my tastes have changed a little bit. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. It was very good. I, the banana was I tasty. Enjoyed it. I, I gave it an eight. Just, I liked, I liked the fruit. I wish there was like a cherry on top. Ooh. That's just like what I wish it had. Now that you Just mention it, scary. you know what? I'm bumping it down to a seven. Now that you mention it, like it, when I think of like, because it's kind of like a triple Sunday, and yeah. I forgot I forgot that the third one was pineapple. And not that there's anything wrong with pineapple, but it just you you want a cherry. I mean, I I think that's that's it. Like for whatever reason, it's like you want it to be cherry. There's already strawberry in there, but yeah, no, I I think you're right. Like I don't yeah, there's something about the pineapple that just doesn't quite mesh with it like yeah it was no, okay I think with the right. pineapple but i just i just wanted a little cherry just on top of it all i agree I, I think you're right because even like even if the third little like 
plop of, of ice soft serve or whatever was just kind of plain, like just with whipped cream, but it came with a cherry on top. That I yeah, I think that would knock would the pineapple like out of the Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, I think you nailed it. Yeah, that that definitely bumped my doubt enough. Even with the pineapple, I would have taken another cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. I like a, fruit. Yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful dessert. It deserves one more little kind of pretty thing on the top there. Maraschino oh. cherry would uh, top it off perfectly. It would. And oh. I was going to say together they're a five, but with the beer, it's a four now. Oh, you know, man. The, be- they... the beer, no cherry. I'd say the ice cream with the beer was like a three for me. It was, it brought out weird flavors. They're not all. Gabriel was like, here, try it with my Oreo blizzard. It's going to taste so much better. Uh, No, uh, it made the Oreo taste weird. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's not good. Hey, I mean, similar to the Bud Light thing. Look, I'm going for kind of like a theme, whatever hits me in the moment. Uh, I'm not saying I like Bud Light. I'm not even necessarily saying it pairs well with what we were eating. Like, it just, sometimes, you know, the inspiration hits you, you got to go with it, and it's not a winner. I'm not I'm not yeah. going to try to defend it. I'm just saying that's how it goes. And that's okay. Not everything we pick is a winner. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's getting close to a majority of them not being winners. But I feel like I've had some, some good ones, but we've that's definitely true. had some that are... Not oh, yeah. we've definitely had some that will skew the, the curve. I do have to ask, though. Um, so for the majority of the episode, you've been enjoying the the berries, uh, Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah, that, that was Black the focal cherry. point. Yeah, yeah. How, I mean, how did that go? Was that good with the with the ice cream? Would you say? I'd say it's good, but it like maybe a little too much sweetness altogether. Oh, yeah, yeah. With like. Just because I feel like I want something to balance out sweet and sweet. Yeah, well, but that's... I mean, it's good. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping would go with the beer, but it is... It's such terrible beer. <laughs> it just... It's, it overshadows... It overshadows the, the, the banana split with its terribleness rather than balancing it. But um, yeah. you know, I could see, yeah, the, the mics probably went the other way where it was just a little, a little too much sweetness. Yeah, and that's uh, that's okay. That's okay. Like it we doesn't said, have to be perfect. Yeah, they're not all winners, man. It's okay. Yeah. Um. With all that being said, do we have a plan for next time? What's coming up on the next episode? The next episode. Why did you smile like that? It looks like you're planning something devious. I do not like it. What the fuck was that? Oh God. Oh no. Our next episode, if I am not mistaken, is the Black Eyed Children. I am. Oh my God. Double checking. Black Eyed Kids, Black Eyed Children. So I'm. Is kind of horrifying. Yeah. It's sort of like Children of the Corn, but like darker. Kind of. Children. I don't want to say more. No, no, fair. No, that's fine. I'm going to roll with that because and see what I, happens. I know a decent amount about this one, so I'm, oh, I'm not going to say... I've never heard of it. You know what the treat's going to be, right? Black jelly no. bean. Black jelly bean. <laughs> it's already decided. Oh. That's, that's... <laughs> no, that's, that's a pretty fair pick. Oh, well, all right. Well, then that's... <laughs> 
That's what we're doing. Do you then. have a pick for the drink already, or is it no, just? I don't know. No, black jelly beans just came to mind. It's one of those things where, like, when you first have one, it's like just abhorrent and disgusting. But the more yeah. you eat them, the the more like addicted you become to them. It's it's I I hate it because my dad always really liked them. I hated them as a kid. Um, as I've gotten older, I, I have to say I really like them. I love the black jelly beans. It's that weird licorice taste uh i don't know what the hell it might pair with um oh we might have to do another jägermeister based thing i know we've done that in the past but like we might have a whole uh, black licorice theme going on we'll see we'll we'll let that ruminate we'll do some we'll think about it and we'll, we'll come back to you oh yeah so uh this this next one's gonna be a very very fun episode. See again, the, the your facial expression and the way you said that makes me really nervous. <laughs> I don't know. You kind of said that like a villain who has a gun that shoots aurora borealis into the sky. Oh yes, this next one's <laughs> gonna be fun. And then it's just sort of sparkles, and all your minions are like, "Did he mean for that to? Just was that supposed to be the same?" In the air. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I love that as a conspiracy theory where it's not even that they're shooting Aurora Borealis. It's just a giant glitter gun. <laughs> they just... Oh. Yeah. Who wants a t-shirt? Oh. It's... It says Alaska or bust on it. Yeah. I... I will say... It's it's going to be a good one. So okay. you got to stay tuned, listeners. Till next yeah. week. Well, thank you for joining us this week, listeners, and we'll see you next time when we're eating <laughs> when we're eating jelly beans and Jägermeister. <gasps> Jägermeister soaked jelly beans. We can do that. I cannot promise I will enjoy it, but we can do that. Oh, yeah. No, that's never the promise. All right. Well, we'll do some thinking on that. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>